No regrets. <laughs> I'm Carl. I'm an addict. Alcoholic in my sobriety is August 22nd, 2014. I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic and my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This is I'm not Carl. saying it anymore. I'm not saying it. <laughs> Sober not, bot. We can never sync up. I wish we could sync up. Silver Pod is a podcast <laughs> dedicated to the idea that one addict or alcoholic helping another is crucial to building a life in recovery. Join us on this season as we read from our book, 366 Fucking Days Sober. And as always, stay active, stay sober. See ya, motherfuckers. <laughs> so, uh, so the, the book, yo. Like, it's, oh my god, it's such a fucking so thing. Pretty. I know, I'm holding it up. It's nice. You know what that I noticed, though, is like sometimes the, I don't know if it's, because Amazon has like different printing facilities depending on where you live so when Mm. you submit this they send the order to that location so that you get it in like less than two days right so like if you're whatever west coast east coast whatever so i think that they like i don't know maybe they just do it differently because i noticed that the that the the cover artwork shifts depending on like so like this little seam right here wait Mm -hmm. yeah on the cover it's like perfect on mine because it's perfect on mine but then I've seen other people's um, like posts on the Facebook group, and in uh, this and this moves over to the cover, like the little scene moves over to oh, the cover. Oh, weird! It's just a little bit though. But either way, um, I mean, it doesn't distract me too much from my OCD at all. <laughs> but every time I see it now, I'm like, so it's kind of like a lesson in just like letting shit go, isn't it? So I don't have to go back in there and fuck with the artwork anymore. I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. It's just going to be what it is. So, so well, yes. I don't think it'd be very easy to change it now. No, it is. You just upload it and just oh, redo okay. it. Yeah. But let me just say, um, I'm not going to. Let everybody who does get one, let that be a reminder to you that nothing is fucking perfect, including this book, because it's not going to be because... That's on page like fucking three, I think. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, but it is available. Uh, we've we've had like a lot of good reviews. Do you want to hear some reviews? Yes, it's fucking Let's awesome. Hear it. Like seriously. Uh, by the way, if you go to Amazon.com, you don't really have to type in um, fucking. Uh, you just type in three sixty six days sober, and it'll be the first hit uh, at that point. And then um, and then so it's for paperback. It's twelve dollars and twenty two cents which is fucking awesome. And for Kindle, it's $5. Are you ready for this, Chelsea? And 69 cents. Yes. $5. And six. <laughs> if you want to go digital and get it more immediate, uh, it's 69 cents. Uh, $5 and 69 cents. <laughs> and then, so by the way, if you're all wondering, like the book is really like a vehicle for us to use for our content, but it's also a way in which, you know, we use to support the podcast. So, um, it, so at this point, really, if you buy it, the book has been priced out as low as possible to where we get a $2 um, uh, uh, kickback, right? That's our that's our profit, right? So if you buy the book, we just literally get $2. And then if you buy the Kindle version, we literally get $2. So um, so here's the thing. Is at times, it may, we may just, you know, if we're meet, meeting our monies, we'll just lower the book down to like, you know, what it is right to actually get it from amazon like dirt mm-hmm. cheap um but in this case we're not there yet so twelve dollars and 22 cents um and then what else can i say oh yeah the, the reviews are you ready 
Yeah. Is, is uh uh so uh reviewed uh on May thirteenth. Uh, this book is so clever, and it almost never leaves me without a good feeling or an aha moment on something I hadn't thought about for a while. How Carl came up with so many diverse thoughts each day is really impressive. He also introduced introduces some deep spiritual concepts, go figure, and puts them into layman's terms so that even I can understand them. My favorite days are the ones when I get a good belly laugh from his great sense of humor. It's a great way to start the day. How's that? I love it. That's, That's an awesome, awesome. review. Yeah, and then uh so that was from an Amazon customer anonymously, apparently. And then uh, Bradsky says, Truth in Recovery uh, is the title of it. It says, Raw, Real, and Profoundly Honest. Uh, Carl gets right to the heart of the matter for anyone looking for looking to start their days seeking recovery and growth. 366 Days opens his soul in a unique way, giving the reader a daily jumpstart for healing and sobriety. This is the perfect companion for my morning coffee and meditation. I mean, come on. Nice. I know it just it just sounds so great, doesn't it? Um it, does. it third one, uh Blair says uh insightful, funny and occasionally serious, easy short daily meditation to add purpose intent to your day, not just for people in recovery, just fucking buy it. Look at that one. <laughs> I love it. That's fucking not too bad, right? So um so it's available, it's wonderful, it's great. Etc. Etc. It supports the podcast, all the other wonderful stuff, and and it's not perfect. So there's that. I so, love it. Chelsea, did you know uh, what week this is? Uh, what week? Do you know what week this is? Like, not only is it Mental Health Awareness mm-hmm. uh, Month, right? What is it? But did you know that um, nurses Nurses Week was May sixth? Oh yeah, they uh, had like the a 12th. week long thing, yeah. Yeah, it ended. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was uh it was it was cool. Like we had things at work every week. Um Yeah. What'd they do? It was different every day. Like they'd have food, like a potluck. They we had like a raffle with gift baskets and random activities like we made uh friendship bracelets <laughs> during lunch one so day. that's like, what we do for make make you work during lunch basically <laughs> i mean we don't you know hospitals can't exactly like take a day off so yeah as i say you kind of do what you gotta do but you know we it was a good time my hospital supports nurses like pretty well so well that's good yeah yeah well and happy was, happy belated nurses week Oh, well, thank you. And then it was also <laughs> Mother's Day. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Yesterday. Which goes in line with our reading, which is so weird. So yeah. when I when I set this up, by the way, so this is, as we're recording, this is Monday, right? Uh, and it, this is May 15th. And um, and I didn't realize that I uh, that I wrote about my mother. <laughs> Like a day after That's Mother's so Day, because I was I didn't you know I didn't know when Mother's Day was. I was just writing, you know what yeah. I mean. And here it is. It's fucking really weird. So I don't know. I mean, maybe next year to fall on this day, that'd be really weird. But yeah. it's in here. It's May fifteenth. So then, um, so did you have a good Mother's Day? Yeah, it was good. Um, you know, had to see both sides of the family, which can be a little stressful. But 
I got to see my mom and my grandma and my mother-in-law and it was good except Mm -hmm. at the end of the night so it was it was strange because it was super like pretty warm outside and then you know as soon as we got home there was this crazy like thunderstorm and seeing lightning all across like the valley Mm. so it was kind of weird but it was like you know I was thinking in my mind I was like oh we got to have like dinner and then a show you know like a a show yeah yeah (laughs) how was yours how um uh, we I had uh, water polo, so I just went to water polo. I did. Uh, it's ironically, I, I gifted my mom this book for Mother's Day, right? So I sent it, so it arrived on Saturday. So I saw her on Saturday, um, and then the book ar- arrived uh, to her while she was with me on Saturday. So then she went home and actually then had the book waiting for her, which is kind of neat, right? That's cool. um, so um, I don't know how she'll take the book. I really don't because there's a lot of truth in there. Yeah. Um, truth is not necessarily something that people enjoy. Uh, mm-hmm. so, but she's, you know, she's my mom. So she, you know, I mean, if you can imagine, um, I'm sure she, uh, she acknowledges a lot of the same things I acknowledge to a certain degree. So, and I think that she's old enough to where she doesn't, uh, does, she doesn't take a lot of it personal, um, in a certain respect. She does understand that, you know, she did what she could and, you know, there's that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so so hopefully she doesn't. So I did. I actually did send her uh, this one. She also she also acknowledged that I she was digging in it. She wrote that uh, she uh, acknowledged and I didn't know this either. Here's another weird thing uh, on her birthday. So this is the stuff that you just go. You can't make this shit up. Right. Yeah. I, I wrote about her um, again on on her birthday. So, uh, yeah, it's really strange. I, I, uh, on her birthday, I wrote my poor mother, right? (laughs) So November 10th is my mom's birthday and I literally, it's in the book, uh, and I just start writing about my mother. I don't know if I did it subconsciously or what, Yeah. but, um, I just, again, I didn't even look at the dates. I just wrote. Yeah, I know because you, I asked you like if, if you were going to, you know, keep in mind holidays and like, you know, events. I only did two, which is, um, the January 1st and, uh, Christmas. Okay. Right. That was like in New Year's actually, that was it. New Year's Eve. So those three, I guess, you know, but that's it. Other than that, I like didn't really pay attention too much to anything else in between. (laughs) <laughs> just happened the way it was meant to happen just, just happened so it's really strange okay so do you want to um do you want to kick this off do you, do you want me it off can i read it yeah or do you want to read it yeah you read it all right i love i love the ones that just start out with a big f-bomb it's just those are the <laughs> best ones so this is may 15th uh and uh no regrets <laughs> uh fuck uh i never call my mother I really should. She is getting up there in age, and she deserves a better son. It's hard, sometimes in the thick of life, to stop and call your parents. Also, sometimes I don't want to relive the past. And when I see my mother, it reminds me of some of the fucked up shit. Some fucked up shit. Uh, It's not that I dislike her. I have a hard time with my emotions relating to the past. It's why I go to ACA and why I see a therapist. The reason why I feel I should call my mother is twofold. One, that I really should call my mother and be a good fucking son. She carried me for nine months and put food on the table. She could have given up or given me up, and she didn't. Uh, 
Two, I need to face the past and let it go. I, we, you need to move on and get over that shit. It was a lifetime ago. Tell you what, if I call my mom, uh, you will call yours. Agreed? And then reflections. Uh, why do you not call your family? Is there something in the past still disturbing you? Daily challenge. Call your mother or father or guardian. The guardian that that tried to raise you, just make the call. No excuses. The end. Ooh. That can be hard for some people. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, some challenges are just like, it's a challenge. Sometimes you don't rise up yep. to meet the challenge. I'll tell you that right now. So, um, uh, let me just say this much. Uh, you know, it's like, I write these things, right? Mm-hmm. Not because I'm fucking perfect in that I do them all the time. You're like, <laughs> I'm like, going to write this and not do it. Okay. That sounds good. That's usually <laughs> about it. But, well, because here's the thing. Um, it's still hard for me at times. Like, I do really, like... Uh, I try, you know, um, uh, let me give you a, and I swear to God, this happened, uh, two days ago, two days ago. Uh, I got a phone call from, uh, my brother and I didn't answer, you know, I was like, you know, I'm like in the past, I've been really good about answering and just kind of being able to hold my own and not turn it into an argument or a fight or Mm -hmm. just, you know, be nice. And, um, and this time, you know, this time I was really glad that I didn't pick up because I got a I got a nice voicemail that was uh, a, a, a you know drunk voicemail, mm, and yeah. it was you know, and I was just like, thank God I didn't pick up because I would have been like it would have just set me off, you know. Yeah. So sometimes I don't pick up for, <laughs> and, and and God rewards me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just one of those things. So I guess. You know, it's like, um, also, I feel like I've dealt with a lot of stuff, too. Um, and sometimes just reaching back into the past like that can just really just it just not be good for me. It's just not good for my mental condition at all. Yeah. Um, what about you? Do you ever do you ever have a hard time like with uh, um, and the reason I say family here or like my mother or my brother or whatever is because it's like because these these are still my connections to the past. All the other connections I've kind of dealt with. You know, yeah, I have like I've made amends or I've resolved or moved on or they've died, you know, whatever it may be. Um, it's just that those are still kind of real connections to my past that I still have to pay attention to, you know, yeah, and things that I still want to do. I do want to be a good son. I do want to be a good brother. I'm not always good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I can understand kind of like where you're coming from in this because my relationship with my parents hasn't always been stellar. Uh, I'm the oldest child. And so, um, and I had, in my opinion, I had some rough times growing up. Um, and so it can be hard to, uh, let things go and to apologize or to pick up the phone. First of all, I don't pick up the phone for like anyone because if you're calling me, it better be an emergency otherwise because i only do texts and emails exactly exactly <laughs> like some snapchat motherfucker like like we did away with the phone calls you know i got my grandmother to text okay like that's how much i hate talking on the phone <laughs> got teach your grandma to text but um you know it's it's you can i mean i guess you could write your family off but 
um, I've seen that, you know, kind of what that does because my, my grandparents, um, has had some mental illness on my dad's side and, you know, out of concern for the kids, they, uh, cut off contact with them. My, um, my dad and his siblings. So I didn't really have a relationship with them. And, um, you know, that's something that I've held a resentment towards my, uh, my dad and, and his siblings, because I feel like I was cheated out of, um, a relationship with them. And, you know, maybe it was, uh, you know, for the reason of like, just keeping the peace and not having that chaos because when they were in our lives, there was quite a bit of chaos. Um, you know, and so I, I never really wanted to go forward and like cut people off like that because I saw like how it went with my grandparents. And I just, I never wanted to be the person that didn't try, you know, and, and give every, opportunity to change and, and make amends and, uh, you know, just keep that relationship. So what I was going to say though, is like you, you have one family, right. And, um, whether it's biological or adoptive or, um, you know, whoever raised you, that's your Mm -hmm. family. In in my opinion, it doesn't matter like, you know, who it is, but, um, we're all imperfect beings, you know? And so unless someone is causing you like intense distress or harm, you know, uh, yeah, definitely give them a call. Like, you know, try to, try to, uh, compromise or come together and just, uh, I don't know, be grown up about it and recognize that, life is short and this is a person who cared for you. Um, I know that's, that's different in every different, it's, it's not the same in every case, you know, because they're definitely super unhealthy and, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe like violent, uh, abusive, emotionally abusive. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, You know, uh, dynamics, but I guess if, if it's safe and you're just maybe got, maybe you've got some like emotional, um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Basically, if, if it's not like going to damage you, then what's the harm in trying to repair that relationship? Um, because I, I really wish like I would have had that relationship with my grandparents and, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't really get to see them until they were dying, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and that sucked. And that's something that, um, I regret because I was an adult, I could have reached out to them, but it was just kind of like, I didn't want to upset my, my dad, upset my, uh, uncle, my aunts, you know? So, um, didn't want to mess with the ecosystem man. you know, I did (laughs) not. No, I get it. We all do that. And that's, so that's kind of where, um, you know, I think I've seen too many people, what you're talking about, like, you know, and so like they don't do the things necessary when that person is alive and, mm-hmm. um, and then they end up living with, uh, you know, a lot of regrets and a lot of, uh, um, you know, remorse over like, you know, not having made amends in that, in that way or not having at least taken the time to try. Um, you know, so 
that's the thing is you know uh you know when we talk about uh, aa like there's the things out of the book which is like you know we did we do not regret the past nor wish shut the door on it right mm-hmm. and um and and that's kind of like this this really weird place to be in terms of acceptance because it's hard um you know especially when i was get, getting sober it's like you know, it's one thing to stay away from my family in fear of like you know maybe i partied with them maybe i was like smoking with them or drinking with them whatever yeah. but uh but it's another thing to stay away because it's like it impacts me and it affects me so i think um one of the biggest things that i've had to like come to terms with is like this is my family like whether i like it or not that's my mom that's my brother and uh and i don't have to necessarily um uh you know it i don't have to cut off, cut them off right i really don't I just have to cut them off or cut them out of my right. life um, but I can still have a, a good boundary with it. Like, I don't have to, like what you're saying, I don't have to let the emotional, you know, fucking tornadoes roll into my life and I don't have to take it all personally, you know, to be honest, you know, it's like, um, you know, and I guess, uh, you know, when you get the phone calls or the voicemails of the, of the drunk brother, it's like, you know, um, I just, I, I, I got sad, you know, because I was like, oh, I also get like, um, almost like a survivor's guilt about it, mm. right? Like, why did I get sober and why can't he, you know? Yeah. That kind of a thing. And that, I think that's probably more of a more of an Al-Anon thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, more of an ACA thing for me, actually, is that, you know, I, uh, I still want to fix things, you know? I still want to mm-hmm. make it better. But that's where the hard part comes for me is I just need to actually reach out and, you know, like, meet him for who he is and where he's at, period. Like, and I don't, get to impact or affect it's like again reaching back to you know serenity prayer like what is with in my control and what is without my control and right. it's definitely out of my control so uh so yeah i think it, for me it's just i think the hard part of just like the past altogether you know i mm-hmm. uh having dealt with it it's like i do try to avoid i do try to avoid all those like uh i guess i don't wanna, i don't try not to use the word triggers but yeah i'm trying to avoid the word you know uh or the the trigger of like uh, having that come back at me even though i feel like i've dealt with it i still kind of feel like maybe the the wound is still a little fresh and mm-hmm. i don't want to i don't want to be poking it and pouring salt on it you know so so i just but again that's how you get over it that's how you um that's how you do better right i just yeah. have to prepare myself to walk into those situations and um and sometimes i'm just not you know, sometimes I'm just not prepared for it. So that's where I have to like be more aware of my, um, my, uh, you know, feelings, my emotions, you know, how I'm taking things that day. You know, I have to like really take a step back and look at that shit before I try to, uh, walk into it. So have you ever had any, um, moments where you've had to repair past or, uh, make amends where it's like, you know, maybe that was like a, never mind the negative stuff. What about the positive stuff? Right. So, um, I'll give you one after, but, uh, um, have you ever had, uh, going through the process or, you know, in sobriety had the opportunity to repair a relationship from your past in terms of your family? Oh, or not your family? let's see. I mean, I'm, I, I was thinking of, of one, it was, it was a friend like from high school and, I had uh, flown out to D.C. to, like, go visit a friend, and I was, like, six, 16 or 17 at the time. Flew out there and told her I was going to go hang out with my friend who's going to school out there. Um, 
I don't remember what the school was. Um, Georgetown. Anyway, so (laughs) I go and I hang out with him. But really, I was hanging out with him to find the party, right? Mm. So once I found the party, it was like, see you later. Like, I don't, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not hanging out with you. I totally used him. And so, um, like, I straight up, like, found the party and, like, never saw him ever again. So that kind of loomed over me. And um, it was funny because, like, a year or two ago, I, like, something reminded me of this situation and I found him on Facebook and I just said hey like I'm sorry I want to make it right it wasn't cool like to do this and he he's like are you an AA or something (laughs) I was like fuck yes (laughs) and uh, he was I was like I just want to make amends and he's like all right well I appreciate your apology like that was that but um you know, it was just kind of like, how are you doing? And it was super awkward, but you know, I cleaned up my side of the street. I was Mm -hmm. stupid and like, you know, one, it's stupid to go to a state you're not from as a minor, go to a college party, like get drunk and then find your way back to your friend's house. Like that is just the stupidity was thick Not with me. Not a lot of good decisions in that trip. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it was nice to be able to, like, just tell him I was sorry and, and kind of repair that, even though, like, we're not really friends. Like, we're just kind of acquaintances at this point. I did what I needed to do to, uh, you know, make the amends and kind of selfishly, you know, because mm-hmm. I didn't want that looming over me forever you oh know, it's be- all selfish don't get it wrong yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah no I, I i i totally agree but again i i think that you get the benefit of that connection after too right because yeah. i'm doing it like I, when i make amends like that, i'm doing it to save my own shit like i literally don't want to go back to the person that i was i yep. literally want to i want to change and i want um you know i don't want to uh i don't want you're right i don't want that shit to hang over me i don't want that to be like something that like um you know, at, at the end of the day may like, uh, may cause me to drink, you know, and yeah. in some way, fashion or form, because I'm told like, I got to deal with all that shit. Right. Cause I'm told mm-hmm. that this is the way out. And I'm like, so I'm like, all right, I'll fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. So, so no matter what it was, I was willing to do it. And that was, uh, so if it's calling up some stranger or past friend, uh, don't apologize for using him to hunt for a party. Yeah. Great. I'm down. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so selfish. But how did uh how do you think see that's the thing like uh it, in the end like it's good for both parties, you know? Right. Because yeah. it's like uh so whether you did it for selfish reasons or whether you did it to actually help him for that matter. Um it, the fact is is like it doesn't matter. It's still good for the soul on both of you. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, so yeah, mine was with my mother. I totally uh me and my mother uh, met in a and she know she knew that I was getting sober, and she knew what kind of what was coming. But, um, but yeah, I I just I needed a lot of the things that never really occurred to me were completely shit on my side of the street. Like I never understood mm-hmm. that even as a, a a a teen that I had responsibilities that I was not living up to, and mm-hmm. um, like so whether it be like uh like it never dawned on me that staying out all night that my mother might worry. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 go like, to bed. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I just, it, like, 
it just never occurred to me up until like 42 years old like i was like oh like that might be a problem uh just being as like you know rebellious as i was just being as like snotty as i was and it doesn't matter how i was raised right it doesn't right. matter like all those other things i still was making choices you know and as a as a teenager i could totally justify all that shit you know because i had it so rough or bad quote unquote um but uh but yeah, I continued to like uh, just do shit well into you know adulthood too. And again, and I think one of the things that really um, you know comes out in the step work, which is like I was not a good son, you know. Even in after you know I had even started to deal with this stuff, I was just not, um, you know, I, I I was hateful, I was spiteful, I was resentful, I was like all these other things. And and today, you know, when I when I see my mother, I make sure you know I'm giving her hugs, you know, I I. I I touch her. I invite her into those things. Um, I hopefully I'm not. I do bag on her age a lot, which I think is fun. But maybe she. <laughs> so when I sent her the book, I was like, "Hey, if you need a larger print version, I could totally do." That. <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. Uh, so uh, I thought that was funny. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't know. She's probably getting tired of it because I really overdo it. But either way, um, but yeah, that that's just the kind of stuff like you know, in that amends process that it really does show that like, um, you know, you're making the attempt, you're humbling yourself and you're like, and also when you have the ability to like work with the sponsor and work the steps and you go through, you start to see it from all these other sides that you, maybe you just haven't been able to see it before. Maybe like, cause you have to look at what quote unquote your part is in it. And when I did that, I was like, Oh, okay. Like, like what if it was my child you know what if it was happening to me and oh my god mm -hmm. like it made way more sense and so so that was the idea um and that is still a relationship that i think is way better now than it ever would have been because of just that process just that alone mm -hmm. um you know it, it makes today much different she's much more a part of our lives than she was before sobriety um and i think that that is healthy all the way around too and it's it again good for both souls right we just we it it um it, it opens the door for the opportunity for a relationship to develop if one you know was either strained or was just not there anymore anyway right yeah so, i yeah. find it interesting the way that you said that uh it's you know way better then um, it would have been, you know, without that process, without like, you know, going through the step work because I like before you said that I was thinking, oh, because you got sober. But that's that's the thing is it's you can't just get sober and expect yeah. things to just fix themselves. Right. I mean, some things will fix themselves. It'll, right. Sure. But to <laughs> a point, to a yeah, point, yeah, though, yeah. I mean, it's not going to take away the resentments or the anger mm -hmm. or um you know saying i'm like saying i'm sorry doesn't fix things which it's you've already said a thousand times anyway right yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. you know uh just kind of side note that you actually have to put in some effort to yeah. uh make those relationships make them work um and to continually do it too because there's a there's a part in the step work for me anyway and it was basically like, so what was your old role? My old role was rebellious, fucking, you know, asshole, dickhead, <laughs> you know, a selfish, self-centered, cynical, da-da-da-da, right? 
uh, so what is my new role now right well my new role is to be you know loving caring son right to be that you know supportive loving caring son and that's really where um i make my decisions based on that right so when i'm sitting here going do i want to call my mother i'm like fuck no but i'm like but is that you know um, in line with who I need to be today or who I want to be, never mind need to be, but you know, yeah. because I, I wrote that shit down, that's what I wanted to be, right? So, is not calling my mom like in that process? You know, I was like, no, it's like, so then I have to go, okay, so then, you know, where, what am I really doing here? You know, am I changing or am I, you know, just fucking giving my, my lip service to everybody else around me or am I actually going to go and call my fucking mother, you know? Did <laughs> and be you? a good son. Uh, yeah, I did. I called my <laughs> so, and so, and then I saw her on Saturday. Uh, I didn't call her today, though. I probably should, though. That'd be a good idea, actually. Happy day so. after Mother's Day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy day after Mother's Day. So, yeah, I wonder if she, I wonder, maybe I should talk to her, see if she read the book, see if we could, uh, you know, chat about it. Because, again, I, I, I said some pretty bad shit in there, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you got to go to the birthday one, though. <laughs> no. no, it's actually not that bad. I actually talked about, like, how um, that birthday one talked about how dysfunction travels in families and about how she hmm. had as much control over it as I did, you know? Mm, None yeah. at all. So kind of, kind of important. That's where forgiveness comes from, isn't it? Yeah. I do yeah. have a quick question before we wrap it up. So... You know, family, like in my opinion, keeping those relationships or trying to, if it's, if it's, uh, sorry, I was kind of far away from the mic. Um, Keeping those relationships are um, important because your family is your family, right? Yeah. So, but what about like friends? Because I was just thinking, (laughs) (laughs) well, here's the thing. Like I was thinking back and, um, you know, middle or sorry like middle school high school after high school I had this friend um and we were really good friends but she was you know kind of toxic in my life and you know it was always needed to be rescued and mm. you know only texted me when she needed something you know and there came a point where I was just like over it I was like this isn't a friendship this is a transaction and so mm-hmm. I just like stop talking to her and then she would text me and want me to go rescue her out of some situation and I was just like sorry can't do it you know and and that was kind of to save my own mental health and to not you know just get stuck in this cycle of Mm -hmm. rescuing someone who continues to kind of put themselves in these situations so um I don't know like I guess I did cut her off because I needed to for my own mental health. Um, you know, if she were to come to me and try to like actually have a friendship instead of just the same shit over and over again, um, you know, I would consider that now. Uh, but I, I don't know that, I don't know that that will ever happen and I have to accept that. So my question to you is, have you had friendships that you've had to cut people off like and walk away? And what would it take for you to accept that person back in your life? There are a lot of people that 
a lot of people actually that I had to cut off. But you know, here's the best part. Best part is when you get sober and you start uh, living your life under different guide posts. Mm-hmm. Um, they they just they fall away, you know, because they yeah. don't. Because also, um, you're not giving them what uh, what they need anymore. You know, you're like not meth, doing the things that you're talking about. Crystal meth. <laughs> yeah, like <Just> meth. <laughs> when you're not giving them meth, man. No, that is true, by the way. I'm like a, when I I got sick when I was dealing when I was uh, 19 or 20. I I uh, I got sick and I couldn't go pick up drugs anymore. And uh, and it was like after a week of being fucked up and out of it, uh, everybody disappeared. Like I mean, hmm. not a fucking soul around after a week of being down for the count. I was literally, I was sick. I don't know. I thought I was dying, and uh, and then nobody showed up. Uh, you know, after about seven days. So, so you really you really learn like who your friends are when the meth fucking disappears, man. You got <laughs> you got you got no friends. Um. So uh. So in this time with with uh, sobriety, you know, I actually ended up with no friends pretty much. You know, uh, at the end of my drinking, and so, um, so I I think that that just kind of happened naturally. I don't uh, because I. There's no way I could get close friends because of just my attitude, my personality, who I was. Um, today, uh, like I, I did make amends to a lot of people. I did call up old friends. I did, um, I, you know, I thought I owed money to a certain degree. And there's some relationships that I'm sure that would be just fine if I picked up the phone and talked to people like it was yesterday. Um, I have friends just like that that you know, um, but for right now, it's like you know, we just don't communicate we just we're all living our own lives and it's just kind of as you get older like your friendship circles go they diminish by very Mm -hmm. large degrees and then if you're drinking as you go through that process it happens faster and much uh more thorough (laughs) so uh uh so because especially if you're uh just kind of a jerk or a dick you know uh just it just happens naturally so for me i had no none of that but even now so as i'm as i make friends in sobriety um i think a big part of it is uh again you know we all have our own lives and everything but i think the other thing is like it's so different to make friends now um you know because it's just all based on different things you know it's all based on different levels and so i i don't think that i've like really put anybody out i haven't really stepped on anybody's toes i haven't like lost my shit on anybody i haven't you know cussed them out or stolen shit from them i haven't like i don't owe money you know what i mean like there's all these things that like it's kind of great having friends in sobriety yeah <laughs> and you can see them a couple weeks later and they're still your friends you know mm-hmm. so yeah it is really strange but um but as far as old friends um i know there's a lot of people i've just cut off completely that i don't i've even cut off people that i found out that they were sober and then uh You're like nah. so i couldn't I don't like yeah. you sober. <laughs> yeah, and I connected when I connected with them a little bit, but then you then you um you know then they uh they literally go back out right, mm. and within within days they're posting shit on their Facebook of like, you know just mm. some lewd shit, and I am like yeah no, I've met people in sobriety that I'm like no 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 thank you like I'm you know and they're quote unquote still sober and I'm like yeah that's not behavior of a real sober person so or not yeah not as maybe you are sober but that's not like the kind of behavior i want to be around you know right right so what about you do you do you ever you ever try to hook up with somebody who's like uh not hook up let me rephrase that backtrack <laughs> you ever try to be friends with somebody i get what you're saying <laughs> you know what i mean like along those lines in sobriety and then you realize like oh no like this is not good 
Do you ever do that? Um, well, that would require me like socializing and things oh. like that. I'm not, not really a social person. Like my people that I have in my like close circle, they've been there for a hot minute. Like it mm-hmm. takes a lot to really like, I don't know, not for me to necessarily trust people, but to let people in mm-hmm. and I just keep my circle small. But, you know, I will say with this new job I've had, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say they're my friends or my coworkers, but I'm gradually starting to allow, you know, some people to actually get to know me and, um, you know, not just in a work sense, but in like mm-hmm. a person sense, like a human sense. And, um, that's kind of a fine line when it comes to a job, but, um, but yeah, so it, it's kind of interesting because now I, instead of looking at people I can have a good time with, it's almost like I'm, I'm veering away from that. Like, oh, you like to, you like to sit in your car. And there was someone that told me they like to sit in their car, drink beer and watch their neighbors fight. <laughs> I was like, okay, then, uh, moving yeah, okay. on, you know, like not just really like to my-, sit in my car and do meth. I'm like, hey, listen to me. I I like to, I like, you know, watching the neighborhood drama. Like I'm going to be peeking through the blinds like, oh shit, Cheryl and Kevin, they're at it again. Just, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, yeah. like, I don't know. That's, that's not like my, I don't know. That's not something I want to like connect with someone on. Like, hey, yeah. you want to come over to my house and <laughs> sit in the car and watch <laughs> Cheryl and Kevin go at it? <laughs> You know, so it's, it's kind of hard. So basically like people who I talk about alcohol a lot, it's just kind of a turnoff to me. I'm like, eh, I've lived that life and not really, not really my cup of tea. So now it's like people who are actually interested in like hobbies that I do, you know, like riding motorcycles, art, um, soccer, like things like that. Those are the type of people I'm attracted to now. And the people that I want in my circle is uh, because they're, they're not focusing on a party or alcohol or drugs Mm. or anything like that. They actually have interests and hobbies and they're actually doing like regular shit. Exactly. Yep. Which is cool. Yeah. I I think I, it's kind of where I I go to. It's like, there's like, uh, yeah. it's hard to find a lot of people though that you know have the very very similar interests. So you know, I definitely do connect. Like I'm part of other groups online and that kind of a thing. So I still do mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But uh, but yeah, I get it. It's like uh, um, I'm not really looking to uh, uh, you know hang out and and go for a beer, right? You know, and right. that's usually it was a, the first thing that somebody asks you. Like if they, they if they like they meet you and they think you're cool, they're like yeah, hey, we should go out for a beer. And, uh, I'm like, and I'll I take just kind of espresso, go, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, well, yeah, that's, but that's like, uh, you ever watch uh, Good Will Hunting, right? That movie, and then that's uh, where the uh, he he asks, uh, she asks him to go out for coffee or something like that, and he says, "Well, how about we just go out and eat a bunch of caramels, right?" <laughs> and, and she's like, "What?" You know, and he's like, "Yeah, it's just about as arbitrary as fucking coffee. You know, why not just eat caramel?" So. So that's my response to the dude. I'm like, or we could just go out and eat a bunch of caramels. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just as fucking arbitrary. Like, why would I have just a fucking beer? You know what I mean? It's like, and then I was like, and I had to confess that I'm a, you know, a sober, you know, in that way. But mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, it's just like one of those things that's like, I don't give a shit if anybody knows in that way. But, um, 
But it was just like, I also did say I was a teetotaler. So there's that, right? Versus, oh, did you know, too, by the way, I had to look up how to spell teetotaler. Teetotaler is uh, is a name it's for somebody. a person who doesn't drink. Right? Who doesn't drink, right? But then here's the best thing. So I had to go look up to see how to spell it, and the definition came up with it. And, it's, and it basically gave some stats. Over half the world's population is is a teetotaler. So 50% of the world, I know, Chelsea, this is going to shock the shit out of you. 50% of the world just doesn't drink. That is shocking. Fucking shocking to me, man. I was like, what? And then it made sense to me. I was like, you know what? Like, we almost have the luxury to be an alcoholic, right? Because, like, <laughs> well, because if you think about it, like, we don't have to, like, haul water around. We don't have to, like, you know, spend half of our day looking for fucking water or food, right? Two major, like, necessities, right? We actually do have extra income that we can blow on fucking alcohol all the time, right? I mean, we really, we couldn't, if we lived in, like, maybe a third world country, maybe we couldn't afford to be fucking an alcoholic, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or, or if we were, they'd, we, they'd probably kill us just to save a buck or two so that we wouldn't yep. <laughs> be fucking with shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah, over half the world's just, just out of, just, out of by nature no no hard times with alcohol never like never had an issue with it just decide no thank you <laughs> interesting i mean Blows i'm betting the that motherfucking mind. <laughs> i'm betting that like religion has to do with some of maybe, it maybe maybe yeah but also like i think it's just mind blowing to me because me like when i found alcohol i was like i'm never gonna not have this in my life you know so it was like all it took was like one sip and i was like hooked so that's um, what meth was for me by the way literally fuck it 100 did you know that 85 percent of the world doesn't do meth (laughs) crazy right crazy how's that not possible Yeah. But then I found alcohol and I developed alcohol into that same relationship. So there's Mm. that, you know. Dang it. Yeah, because I couldn't (laughs) imagine, like, not having alcohol after I'd become more accustomed to it, you know? Yeah. I was like, how how do people get by without drinking is what I thought. Like, everybody should be suicidal if they're not drinking. Yeah. (laughs) Or they're in those meetings, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Those (laughs) meetings, exactly. (laughs) Those people. All right, Chelsea, I think we're done. I think we've beat this fucking page this May 15th into the fucking ground. We even went completely off topic, which is wonderful. I like it when we go completely off topic. We, because, we just got a little, uh, you know, ADD in us, and we're like, oh, squirrel. Squirrel. Let's talk about <laughs> squirrels now. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right, um, so what, what do we tell the to the wonderful, delicious, delectable have you been tasting them, People, Carl? <laughs> I'd like to get my lips all over their bodies. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, no, before what? that, before that, I just want to oh. say, uh, please uh, like and subscribe to the podcast. If you want to be a part of our uh, little community on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash group slash sober pod. We have Bang and Bod Phil, who does an exercise class once a week. And we've got V, who's a member there. She hosts the official meeting of Sober Pod, which is Solutions on Saturdays, not Sober on Saturdays. And that's on Zoom. You can find the meeting information on our website, SoberPod.com. I would personally like to thank everybody who bought the book. Honestly, like, hell yeah, that just makes me so goddamn happy to see people like posting pictures of their books coming. And I got a lot of actually texts of people directly of like, 
you know, basically showing like the package coming from Amazon. I just love that shit. That just made my day. So, um, awesome. so thank you guys for for buying the book. Thank you all for your good feedback. Please don't forget to rate and fucking review. Um, and by the way, did it, you know what? Talking about fucking reviewing. I went on Facebook. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just fucking do a quick ad. I'll spend $5 a day to promote the book. Guess what mm. they won't let me do on Facebook? Use fuck. Use fuck. Can't promote even the fucking book. Even if it's bleeped? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Even if I do those three little asterisks, they were like, nope, that still counts as a cuss word. I'm like, fuck what? you, it does. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you. <That's- laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll try to figure out a way to promote it without, without saying the book name. Is that weird? Anyway. 366. Six. Sober. Something days. sober. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um so now Chelsea, what do we say to the to the kind caring uh, <laughs> I can't come up any any more cake. Well, I say deuces. And I say stay active, stay sober. See ya. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Alright, bye again.